This episode of The Maker View is brought to you by The Maker Mama Shop, featuring eco-friendly handmade goods with giant denim heart pillows and mini heart door hangers just in time for Valentine's Day. Listeners can use discount code MAKERVIEW for 15% off your purchase. Just visit MakerMama.com and click on the shop button. This is Amy Johnson from MakerMama.com, and you're listening to The Maker View. Join me for inspiration and conversation with creatives from across the spectrum. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of The Maker View. Today, my special guest is Sam Newman, co-founder of Wrongside, a men's accessory brand that repurposes fabric from iconic Texas shirt makers into quality pocket squares, bandanas, and t-shirts. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today, Sam. Thanks, Amy. I'm really excited to be here. Me too. Thank you. So most of my own work is focused on repurposing. So I immediately fell in love with your products. Can you tell us more about how you and your brother came up with Wrong Side? Yeah. So the the repurposing element was really the foundation of how this got started. And it, and we like to think that we've maintained um, our focus on that. So the, mm-hmm. the long and short of it, and this might get a little long. That's okay. <laughs> But that's, you know, that that's the price you pay when you're talking to the founders, right? <laughs> so we moved to San Antonio about seven and a half years ago. My wife and I did. Uh-huh. And as a as a, a an adopted San Antonian and yourself living here in San Antonio, I'm sure you're familiar with the work of Caroline Matthews and her handmade guayaberas. Yes. Yes. And I have a funny story to tell you about that. Um, you're going yeah. yeah. We're going to hear it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, you know, as you know, here in San Antonio, Guayabetas are de rigueur, and I did not have one. So my brother and his wife came down to visit shortly after we moved here. And I said, you know, I think we probably should go get fitted for one of these for mm-hmm. one of these shirts that everyone seems to be wearing. So we were getting fitted in her, her showroom, which has since moved, but it was right in Southtown. In yes, this- it's over on Carolina. On Carolina. I mean, how great is that? Yeah. Ghost Carolina's on Carolina Street. Uh-huh. So we're there and the showroom is humming with activity and this high quality product is getting made right under our noses and right in our backyard. Mm -hmm. So we're just fascinated by this. We're picking our fabrics and we're getting measured and we notice these, you know, basically garbage cans full of cast off. (laughs) You've seen them, right? Yes. That's my story. Yeah. Yeah, I used to live on that street and they would put out, yes, they would put out those big giant trash bags of scraps and that was like a treasure to me yeah absolutely it's it's so funny i'm it's you know it's like you know it's it's it was, i would always have expected driving down that street to see a line of people just waiting for the <laughs> scrap to go. Yeah. Um, and she had that big sign that said free scraps uh-huh. so anyway we asked you know just sort of naively what happens to to this and she said well i, I put it out at the end of the day or the the week and, and by the time i get back the next morning it's gone uh-huh. I don't know who takes it, and I don't care who takes it, but I like <laughs> I like to think that that they're doing good things with it. So with that, uh, you know, we took that as a as an open window, and we um, we asked her if we could take a few. Mm-hmm. Probably took a half dozen or so different patterns that were sizable enough to turn into pocket squares. I took them to seamstress and had her put an edge on them because I couldn't 
I couldn't sew anything uh, together. If if you gave me a two weeks in a handbook, I couldn't be able to do it. So, um, so for about six months or more, we just had some neat pocket squares and a relatively neat story to go with it. So one day, Josh, my brother, and I were kicking around the idea that maybe we could get more scraps and maybe we could, you know, potentially sell these because they're pretty amazing. And the story is, is, you know, so that was the genesis of the entire enterprise. Um, And I use that term enterprise pretty loosely, (laughs) (laughs) but it, it, it really was what started the, the conversation around, you know, what, what interests us and what's going to, what's going to give us a platform to join a conversation that we were keen to be a part of uh, and not just kind of a, a, a passive uh, enjoyer of. And then that conversation, uh, by that conversation, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, the, the repurposed, mm-hmm. the, the, the know your maker, the made locally or made in the U.S., um, very keen on that. And so this allowed us and gave us a bit of an entree to, to that world in a very small way, mind you, of course. Yeah. But, you know, nevertheless, it, 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 it let us put some skin in the game and allowed us to kind of grab hold of something that we're passionate about. Yeah, I love that. And I, I know the exact thrill. Like, I used to drive by, like, after dropping my kids off at school and, like, look to see if there was a bag of scraps out there. Yeah. And I would use it to make stuff. And um, I love finding that passion and excitement in somebody else. Um, oh, no kidding. I mean, yeah. you don't stop by Caroline's shop with anything less than an hour on your hands. Right. Yeah. She's an amazing person. She really is. Um, Amazing business. Yeah. So what, what was the first step then when you guys decided, okay, we're going to do, we're going to make a business out of this. What, what did that look like? You know, it's, it's funny. My brother and I both work for big companies and spend a lot of the day thinking about broad strategy and the tactics and Mm -hmm. what's going to get us from here to there in the best way. Um, We employed none of that. (laughs) (laughs) It was almost as though we were, we were um, immune from learning from our, our main jobs and Uh to this job. So we had a lot of uh, curious steps and missteps along the way. Mm -hmm. I don't know that there was one uh, first step other than a bunch of steps that probably got us stuck in a door jam um, but you know, slowly but surely, we started to to make some strides. And you know, the early I will I will never show anyone uh, kind of screenshots of our of our initial website, <laughs> our attempts at e commerce. Um, we had just funny story. Thinking back on quote the early days, we had this kind of crummy website where we would put the price. It's almost like we had, we had to drop the price like in text on top of, on top of the photo, but uh-huh. we had, we had no back end apparatus to actually sell these things. And so it was almost like, if you like this and the price looks good to you, email us. <laughs> <laughs> you might, you might not be surprised to know that we, we had zero sales from, from the website. We did, however, start to, to get some in, some sales just with, with friends and family. And uh-huh. we learned early on that if your advocates, if your early advocates are not your friends and family, then you're probably doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Okay. We, we did, however, get some, some good feedback from, from folks. Uh, and we had a couple of retailers who really took a chance on our, on our early packaging, our early attempts at this. Mm-hmm. And so 
so that was that, but I'll, I can back up farther and, and say the, the first important thing was, can we find someone to make these yes, for Yes, yeah. Yeah, because you and, both have full-time jobs outside of this, so... Yeah, we have full-time jobs, but more importantly, we have a complete lack of knowledge of <laughs> selling. And we're going to learn. That may change at some point. Uh-huh. But So we had to find someone. Um, I'll drag you through some more details. If yes, you're, yeah. You're, I love hearing the nitty-gritty. The early days of the Pearl Farmers Market uh-huh. were those days, right? Okay. There weren't too many vendors, and there was mostly just strolling through the old full goods building. And they've got a little area that they would do on, on Farmer's Market Saturdays where they would basically take those old those big banners that you see outside of you know the AT&T Center or something. Mm-hmm. They're completely not reusable. I don't even think you can throw them away. I have no idea what happened. Yeah, like those big like vinyl. Those enormous like, vinyl banners. Yeah, okay can't throw them away. can't really recycle them. And so what they were doing, what this team was doing is they were chopping them up and turning them into bags and aprons and Mm -hmm. other things. And, uh, you know, back to the whole reuse thing, it really kind of struck a chord. And so I was strolling around. I asked one of the, one of the folks involved who does the, who does the production. And they pointed me in the direction of a wonderful sewing cooperative on the South side called La Fuerza Unida, which consists of a, a, a number of seamstresses who used to be with Levi Strauss. Okay. Or, yes. Or, there used to be a factory here in town. Wasn't that's that, exactly yes. right. I, I have never verified this, so I'm just going to make the statement. <laughs> we can verify it later, but I'm fairly certain it was, if not the last, one of the last factories that Levi's had in the U.S. Huh. Wow. Maybe that was in Texas. That surely they still have mm-hmm. some. California. Anyway, long story short, I now had um, at least the scratch of an answer mm-hmm. to my question of who's going to make this stuff for us. And for about a year, um, I would make runs out to their little shop on New Laredo Highway mm-hmm. and drop off fabric and um, pick it up two weeks later. And that was kind of that. And I did them I did them no good deed. I, I would basically just take the fabric from Dos Carolinas and drop off the bag and say, uh-huh. You, you sort through it all and find the big yeah, scraps. Oh, and... well, I mean, looking back, it was, you know, no wonder that that the materials we got back or the finished product was a little bit off and there was no standardization to sizing. Yeah. You know, shame on me. And, <laughs> uh, but that to be said, that's, you know, one of those missteps from which you learn. Yeah, I, exactly. Really valuable. There's kind of no other way through it than to just do it the best you can. And do it the best you can. And yeah. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't beat yourself up for for how you learn. Yeah. And so that that was that. that you know, that was a big first step for us was who can make this. We've mm-hmm. since um, moved production, you know, all the way down the road to Austin, Texas. Okay. Where now everything is made by another great group um, of seamstresses, and and so that's where we do it now, and we're we're really proud of it. You know, we're still we're still small enough that I personally am doing the cutting and the washing and the drying. And, okay, wow. Um, we basically ship finished goods off, mm-hmm. or not finished goods, we ship them off to be finished, and mm-hmm. the ladies in Austin do that, and then they ship it up to my brother, Josh, in Dallas, who puts it on the website and kind of organizes a lot of the social media. Wonderful. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So um, are there other things that you've had to delegate? So obviously you started off with a very bare bones website. Did you bring in somebody to help you with that as well or any of the the packaging or marketing? or? We have relied on um, on the expertise and generosity of, of many to get mm-hmm. where, where we are today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll 
I'll give full credit to Josh on tackling a lot of the website, what he's been able to do and the, you know, aesthetically as, as he's been able to put this together. I mean, we're on, you know, we're on a platform like so many small businesses are. Mm-hmm. Um, but the nice thing is it, it may not be the greatest website in the world, but I'll tell you what, it, it looks very sharp. Yeah, and it, it does. It looks really nice and clean. Are you on Shopify? Uh, we are on Shopify. Okay, awesome. And, and it's been it's been great. It's been a nice apparatus for us. But in terms of the branding, you know, we really, um, uh, you know, back to the early days of, of our packaging, it was, um, mm-hmm. it was, it was not even worth getting into. But, <laughs> uh, but you, know, you, live and, you live and you learn. And so, what we, what some somewhere we wanted to put a lot of emphasis as, uh, on was our was our design of our brand and and the design and look of our packaging. Mm-hmm. And so we've engaged a couple of local designers here in San Antonio to help us with our brand and then to help us with, uh, with the sleeve that our pocket square comes in now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that was tremendously useful when we, we had a pretty big capital expenditure early last year. Um, that was just getting our sleeve, uh, mm-hmm. designed, cut, produced, printed here in San Antonio. We're yeah. really proud of the fact that we did all of that from the design work to the actual production right here. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and that was great. And I feel like that gave us a lot of confidence to, you know, not only start pushing our product more, but to start approaching retail. And yeah, we, like a cleaner, more professional look there. It's much cleaner, much more professional mm-hmm. look. Um, the simplicity of packaging from from our end is is great. It's allowed us to fulfill big orders in a very short amount of time, whereas previously that would have taken a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so I think back to your question, if I'm remembering it correctly, is, you know, have you, have you, who else have you relied on? Yeah. So we've relied on that. We've relied on just a lot of conversations over coffee and drinks mm-hmm. with others who are making things and others who have some opinion on how things get made mm-hmm. and where they get sold. And those have been absolutely invaluable. And what those conversations have led to, by and large, um, are a you know smarter a smarter company that we run, mm-hmm. but also the confidence and the ability to approach folks who aren't Dos Carolinas. Yeah. So, um, full credit goes to and is deserved by Caroline and always will. Mm-hmm. But what this has allowed us to do is to approach a couple of other dynamite shirt makers. Mm-hmm. Um, one being Hamilton Shirts, one hundred and 30 plus year old custom clothier shirt maker out of Houston mm-hmm. and Dickies, which is known best for its workwear. Yeah. But they've been around for almost a hundred years and they have a heritage line of shirting that they're making in Uvalde um, from some great fabrics. And so we're able to now take, you know, what they call their last call. Uh-huh. And that's been really useful as much as we love the uniqueness of the Guayabara stitching. Uh-huh. And the affiliation with Caroline um, to get full or you know semi-full bolts has yeah. just a real game changer for us. It allows us to instead of having one-offs, we can now have some consistency, and we can mm-hmm. thirty of a certain pattern. It, that's been helpful with retail, as yeah. you might. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. So, did you reach out to those um, additional clothing brand or um, you know for the repurposed material? Did you reach out to Hamilton and Dickies or? How did that come to be? We reached out to Hamilton and Dickies. Uh-huh. Um, I will uh, applaud them for many reasons, chiefly that they didn't hang up on me. <laughs> fumbling, fumbling through my requests. Yeah. 
this guy, I do this thing. How about I take some of your fabric? That would, by all accounts, uh, enable them to just hang up. They uh-huh. didn't me out and they've been great partners well that's awesome so you talked about um um having conversations with other makers and people who are kind of sounds like maybe other businesses look are there other local businesses that have been a big influence on helping you um work up the gumption to to grow your business or yeah there's the short answer is yes absolutely okay Um, and i'll stretch that out a little bit i did some work You, you have you been to the clothing store, the, the sporting district here. I know where it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great men's shop started by a local attorney. Who's, who's, who's got, who's got a passion for, for this sort of thing. And, and his, and his mantra was always, let's try to aggregate a bunch of Southern makers together mm-hmm. into, into a nice space. So I, I played a small role in that and, and they've been a great client of wrong side. And so through that, I've been able to meet some makers mm-hmm. that are have been real inspiration. I'll rattle off a couple of names. One, Bear Goods. Oh yes, yeah, I know them. San Antonio. I don't. I don't know that anyone's doing it better. Yeah, they're pretty amazing. I actually um, worked temporarily with them in their workshop over the summer, and it was an totally. amazing experience. Yeah, and to be able to be there with the leather, it was awesome. Yeah, I can. I can imagine that would be a, uh-huh. a inspiring place to work. And. Yeah. You know, the inspiration piece is it, it radiates mm-hmm. from, from Falcon and, and, and his family and his team. Yeah. And there's something, there's just something about picking up on that, on that excitement that inspire that's inspiring. Mm-hmm. So, so there's, there's Falcon and his folks at, at Bear Goods. Um, there's a, a fella out of Austin called, his name is Noah Marion. And he does veg tanned leather goods, belts, wallets. Um, the whole thing and, and what his stuff, uh, I've got his wallet and I get almost daily compliments on it. Um, but it, what they allow is what his goods allow for is, is kind of a natural patina to form. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's really special stuff. He was invaluable just in talking us through the early days and kind of his struggles. And then there are, um, a couple of, uh, makers of, of bigger things. We've got, um, I've had great conversations with the folks at Traveler Denim up in Austin, make some unbelievable, unbelievable jeans um, and jackets, top flight quality uh, and almost an an everyday wear type Mm -hmm. of situation. And then there's Helm Boots also out of Austin. Um, They're designing it all here in Texas and they're they're making it up in Maine where the best shoes get made. (laughs) So those four really kind of jump off of the page. Yeah. In terms of you know the, these are these are are people we aspire to to be like yeah and you know just to not to put too fine a point on it but getting back to getting back to this notion of we we wanted to join this conversation mm-hmm. you know the fact that I'm able to talk with these folks whom I really admire um, both them and their work product as well as them as as human beings and the passion that they bring to their craft it's just all around a very inspiring thing to thing to be around. So, so that's that. Um, just talking with them has given, has given us so much motivation. That's wonderful. Um, so you guys started off with pocket squares, but you've expanded into bandanas and then, um, making, and then a form of a t-shirt as well. What, (laughs) what, what made you jump into expanding? You, You know that, 
you know that phrase, you know, just enough to be dangerous. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so, you know, we started off with pocket squares and, and cocktail napkins. Believe okay. It. Okay. Doing, so if you can get your hands on some, they're they're real collectors' items. Yeah, because you can come on, you know, on the black market for. <laughs> Um, but we were doing these, most of Caroline's stuff is pretty small yes, uh-huh. and not usable for pocket squares, but I'll tell you what, she has a lot of stuff that's great for cocktail napkins. So we there were doing two side, two sided cocktail napkins, which was a bit of a riff on the fact that there is no wrong side of the cocktail. Napkin. <laughs> um, and, and so we were doing that for a while. We just flat out couldn't make the economics work. If you uh-huh. want, if you want the truth of it. Um, okay. They're beautiful. I love these cocktail napkins. I have a hundred of them sitting in my house, um, and we'll still give them away as gifts. But, but, uh, but we love the cocktail napkins. We just flat out couldn't make it pencil, uh-huh. and so we stuck with the pocket squares, um, and and they're kind of going from there in terms of of accessories, whether it's men's accessories or in future, I'd love to do some scarves mm-hmm. and things like that. But for now, we stuck with the men's stuff, and and what that's allowed us to is to really evolve in the way we reach out to folks and collaborate. And so, a couple of collaborations that I'd love to talk about. Yeah. First of all, um, we uh, have have a partnership with a with a woman in, in Austin um, who runs an incredible company called Newton Supply Company. Okay. And she uh, makes bags. She makes uh, a lot of bags, clutches. She's a great designer, and she has this great. She calls it a Texas polka dot print. Okay. Yeah, I think I saw that. As you might imagine, it's a print. A polka dot print in the shape of Texas, and so, uh, and so loved the print, and it just spoke to our mantra of you know knowing your partners mm-hmm. made locally, and so we reached out. She didn't have bandana. We we knew how to get bandanas and print them, and so we said, how about we kind of collaborate on this new this new uh, accessory for you, and it would be a new kind of experience for us. So she designed our our bandana. We had it printed here in San Antonio on some uh, South Carolina made bandanas awesome. and we're kind of off and running with that. And that has been a, a hoot because, you know, there's just such a different use for a back of the pocket bandana or even something you can wrap maybe around your dog's neck or, uh-huh. or your own neck. Um, but I thought it was really clever and that gave us a little bit more, um, more runway, leeway, whatever on, on cutting some of our squares a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. We love pocket squares. I'll tell you, there is a bit of a limited, limited demand for for pocket squares. They are still, we're we're by no means at the at the early stage of of men dressing nicely. Um, that to be said, I feel like the pocket square sometimes is considered a bridge too far for a lot of folks. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, I, I don't wear suits very often, um, and I, I I sometimes wear jackets. I'll always have a pocket square obviously. Just. <laughs> yeah. Um, that to be said, I recognize that the everyday wear for most folks is, you know, jeans or khakis. Mm-hmm. And so I'll stuff mine in my back pocket a lot. You're a mother of four, right? Yes. Yep. I've got one little boy and one on the way. And as you well know, uh, there are a lot of dirty hands and dirty oh, yes. need to be white. <laughs> uh-huh. Standing next to a Kleenex, and it's just nice to have a good piece of fabric that you can mm-hmm. hand over and wipe those little faces. Yeah. Um, there's also the the chivalrous component, of course, to it, where <laughs> if you have plenty on hand, you never worry about giving one away. There you go. Uh, so the bandanas have allowed us to really stretch in terms of our collaboration mm-hmm. and our product line. 
Um, the offshoot of that is that we are now working, and I may be picking up today, uh, some prototypes from a local artist named Cruz Ortiz. Yes, it's Snakehawk Press. Yeah. That, absolutely dynamite. His stuff is so iconic. Yes. And so what we're working on with him is a Cruz Ortiz design pocket square. We've given him some blanks, so, uh, three different styles of, of pocket squares. Um, one's white, the other two are patterned and he's going to print on them and we'll have them finished up in Austin per usual. Um, but I thought that could be a pretty neat way of exploring through the creative community, mm-hmm. uh, how we can partner up and the creative community. I don't mention that on accident. Um, but the creative community is someone that we, is a, is a, is a group that we really want to engage mm-hmm. on the collaboration piece. And I love the idea of, of working with designers like Cruz and artists like Cruz. Um, and you know, we'll see where that goes. But for the most part, um, I'm, we're really fired up for this collaboration with Cruz it, and the, and the bandana collaboration with Laura at Newton, um, has, has been a real success. That's awesome. I can't wait to see the final designs. I think you had like a mock-up of something from Cruz on your Instagram recently. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. I think we put, we put that up yesterday. And so we'll get the, uh, we'll get the live designs up real soon. Cool. So on your website, you mentioned growing up and what you affectionately called a chaotically mismatched home. Can you tell me more about that story? And did it, has it had an influence on, on wrong side? Of course. And, you know, it influences us every day. And, yeah. and I, that the, but the real underlying comment there is my, our, our mom and dad influence us every day. Yes. And, and the way that they raised us to be mindful of, you know, what you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. That is everything from the, from what you're sitting on to the people in your life. Uh-huh. And so we've just been kind of raised with this mentality of, you know, if everything should, should have some purpose, it should matter. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, nothing on accident, nothing haphazard, yeah. um, but rather build, build your home. Like you should build your life slowly and deliberately. Mm-hmm. And with that, what that, evolved to at least in our house in Austin was a, was a, was a beautifully eclectic home. Mm -hmm. Um, that was, that has just keeps getting added to, um, your parents artistically inclined. My mom paints. Okay. um, And, uh, our dad by trade was a, was an aerial photographer. He worked for state highway department and, um, and you know, the, be that a, a vocation and a, a pretty, you know, specific one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still some artistry in, in that, or at least I picked up on that whenever I would go down to his, you know, state office when I was a kid and run around and, mm-hmm. you know, look in the dark room at what they were developing. And I always thought the photography was very beautiful. My brother is an incredible photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't help but think that he was influenced in no small part by that. And, um, and so, you know, to the extent that, that they were artists, you know, officially no, but, um, they did always encourage our creativity and our exploration, um, whether that was, you know, in the home drawing, uh, writing, taking photographs or tromping around in the, in the woods behind our house. You know, we were always kind of left to our devices to explore. That's awesome. I think that's the perfect way to grow up. Mm, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Yeah. So um, we mentioned briefly earlier that you work for full time outside of wrong side. So what does juggling both of these things look like for you and with the family? Well, you know, again, as, as you know, and as anyone who does, who does 
anything uh, split in two. I mean, there's there's only there's only so much Sam or Amy or Josh that that can go around, mm-hmm. or that you know, the more things you start putting into your life, uh, the smaller the pie gets for for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's been a struggle. You know, Josh and I started this when we had when we had no kids. Um, mm-hmm. I've since added one, and he's since added two. We changed careers. Um, we've changed cities, and so the short answer to your question is how is that well that means that everything works and fits and starts yeah um the beauty of having a partner in this case that you can really rely on both from a business standpoint as well as creatively is that while i may be in the in the throes of something other than wrong side i can rely that i can count on the fact that josh is thinking about it and Mm -hmm. and certain things and, and vice versa that has allowed us to continue moving Albeit, you know, slowly, but we always we always wonder how much faster and how much differently we could move if we had twenty four hours a day to to dedicate to this. But yeah. for now, that will remain a uh, that will remain a what if, uh-huh. and um, we'll continue doing the jobs that that we get paid to do. And quite honestly, that we're both really passionate about. I mean, yeah. that, it's like the the things that we do for a living are are really as as fueling and motivating as as you know as quote our side hustle. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> that's 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 not not something to take lightly. That's something to be proud of, and it's exciting to see that y'all have been able to make create this offshoot as well for yourselves. Yeah, um, so, what do you see for the future of Wrong Side? I know you mentioned the possibility of um, different products. What what do you see there? Yeah, I think what we'd love to do, and and this is just the the, the necessity of future success is we just need, we need more folks to, to know about us mm-hmm. and to, um, and to learn about why we do what we do and to allow people to put their eyeballs on the product and let them, and let them make the, the buying decision as they see fit. Um, and so talking Amy with you is, is a real pleasure, you know, in the sense that it satisfies our ability to reach more folks, mm-hmm. allow them to hear our story. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and so that's that's just kind of tactically what what we're looking at doing. We've we've started working with a young lady who's a fashion student here in town, mm-hmm. and she um, and she is going to be invaluable in, in helping us get out and reach out to more stores and more folks. Um, as far as you know, production wise, we want to just continue meeting with makers to see how we can work together, meeting with artists and designers to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just talking more with friends, family, and others about what they're looking for in this space. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to go start making shoes <laughs> or designing, you know, motorcycles. I think uh, I think we're pretty well set on the clothing accessory uh-huh. own good line. Um, and so, you know, we draw a lot of inspiration from folks like the Hillside, and you know, you know also brought a very similar story um you know except they're in the stratosphere and you know we're kind of down at that ground zero but um you know they started very humbly as well and what they have grown into is it's just so admirable mm-hmm. um and so we look to folks like that who have taken an idea and really expanded upon it leveraging the knowledge that they've been able to, to gain and the expertise that they've been able to gain mm-hmm. 
And so it's a, it's a, it's a, that's a long non-answer to your question. That's okay. No, well, I mean, who can really say exactly what the future holds, but you know, we can, we can say what we hope for and you know, we just take it all one step at a time. So yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Left foot, right foot. That's what Yes, exactly. (laughs) So what advice would you give to others looking to create an eco-friendly and sustainable business? Um, you know, I think there's just something about, I think you called it, you know, your, your first steps slash your first mistakes. Mm-hmm. Just there, there's something about having the, the confidence to just go do. Mm-hmm. And it took us a long time to just go do. Mm-hmm. We were able to get those initial pocket squares made. And for, like I said, a long time, they resided in my, in my drawer and mm-hmm. occasionally in my pocket. Um, but our big, our big step was, our big first step was finding those initial, uh, find, finding that initial production and, uh-huh. and just going after it. With every step, we gain a little bit more confidence. Mm-hmm. And with every improvement, we're able to adjust smartly and deliberately. And so, like with life or like with, you know, building a home uh, or furnishing a home, you don't want to do it all at once. Mm-hmm can't expect that you're going to do it all at once because if you do it all at once, you're going to, you're going to probably regret certain aspects of it later. Mm-hmm. And so I, my advice is just put your left foot in front of your right foot mm-hmm. and understand that if it's your idea and you're confident with it, um, then others will be too. Yeah. That's great. So go, go for it. Would that be, maybe just go for it. Just go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having the courage. Yeah. And, and, you know, no pride in, in authorship, right? So if, if it's, um, if it's not, if it's not something that's, uh, that's resonating, then, you know, pivot. But I yeah. think underlying idea is that you're creating and you're doing. Um, and so again, I think it's just like have the confidence to fail mm-hmm. and, um, and get back up. That's such a cliche. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cliche for a reason, aren't they all? Yes. I guess. I still don't like repeating. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing with me today. It's really a pleasure to hear more about your story and your business. And I can't wait to see how you guys continue to grow. It's been a real treat, Amy. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll talk to you. Thanks for all you do. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks again, Sam, for joining me on the show, and thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. You can find links and show notes along with resources mentioned in today's show over at MakerMama.com slash episode 15. Thank you all for tuning in today. Remember to stop by MakerMama.com and click on the shop button to check out my eco-friendly handmade goods. The Valentine's Day pop-up shop runs through the beginning of February, and remember to use discount code MAKERVIEW for 15% off your entire purchase. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes, and in the meantime, happy making, everyone.